am going to go out on a limb to start the show. I have no prior knowledge. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say Scott did not stay till the end of the Marlins-Braves game yesterday. I did not stay all 11 innings, no. The, the hour rain, rain delay. delay. Yeah, yeah. So that, what did that you see? I, I got, uh, we left like midway through the bottom of the ninth. Oh, you stay pretty late. I think that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's I was thinking good. like sixth inning. <laughs> no. <laughs> good for you. No. That, you this, is the fir- this is the first time I got to see the Braves in Florida the four years I've lived here because I was oh. you know, working nights the first three years. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to soak it up. Good. Well, you had a good time? Yeah. Good definitely. time at the ballpark? Definitely a good time. Okay. Everybody go out there and support your Marlins <laughs> or your Braves. So uh, a couple of notes <laughs> from last night before we get into the show. It is Wednesday, August 10th, and this is Fantasy Baseball Today. We'll take your emails later. Put podcasts in the subject line. Send them to dmfantasybaseball at cbs.com. D is in deck. M is in McGuire. Follow us on Twitter. The new handle is at cbsfantasybb and facebook.com slash cbssportsfantasy. The Reds had one extra base hit last night, and it was Dontrell Willis with a triple. The Phillies had two extra base hits last night, a double by Jimmy Rollins and a Cliff Lee home run. So the pitchers... Brought the lumber yesterday. The Indians, oh, so we've got some big, big series going on in the AL and NL Central. The Indians pulled to within three games. They beat the Tigers in 14 innings. The White Sox somehow are only four games back. That's incredible. <laughs> Milwaukee beats St. Louis in 10 innings. They open up a four-game lead in the NL Central. The Padres call up a prospect, James Darnell. More on him later. The Blue Jays call up a starting pitcher. The Braves call up a pitcher who's going to throw out of the bullpen. And the what is it, the Astros? The Astros too will have a starting pitcher called up tonight. We got plenty of that later in news and notes. Three up, three down, though, and the rotation kicks off the show. And here we go. Cameron Mabin is three up number one. Are you buying Cameron Mabin? He scored a run and had two more hits Tuesday. Number 15 in head-to-head leagues. Number two in roto behind Dustin Pedroia over the last 28 days. And he's only owned in 64% of leagues. I think the the rankings there, specifically I'm thinking in terms of head-to-head, the 15th in head-to-head, is kind of misleading because he had that one huge week we talked about at the time, but the breakdown over the last five weeks, including this week, 10 points, 47 points, 13 points, 14 points, 10 points. So to me, he's still uh, on the fringe of being a mixed league option. Now, Roto is kind of a different story because he has 15 steals over those 28 days, and that inflates his value a lot in those formats. Uh, maybe too much, in my opinion. But maybe I haven't been giving giving him enough credit in those leagues. I, I guess I generally defer to head-to-head leagues when I'm assessing players because I just think it's a little more logical. So, Al, would it be a stretch to say he is maybe over-owned or appropriately owned in head-to-head leagues, but perhaps under-owned in roto leagues, especially if you need steals, 65% ownership or 4%, 64% for Cameron Maven? Yeah, no, I think that's right. Um you know, and the thing with Maven is it's always been frustrating because the one thing that he really should be bringing to the table is stolen bases. And particularly in his time with the Marlins, they really didn't let him run that much. And earlier this year, the Padres, who are a team that are you know not that afraid to let their players run, um, still Maven didn't have that many opportunities. So we've seen that turn around in the last month plus with Maven. If he's bringing steals, he needs to be owned in more rotisserie leagues. Three up number two is a guy who ruined my night. Bobby Abreu, two home <laughs> runs. His first multi-homer game of the season. Owned in 77% of leagues, but he had been cold and only started in 40%. He had, and I had actually dropped him to pick up Kyle Blanks in the podcast league, given up on him, traded for Jason Hayward, picked up Jason Kubel, like I said. So Abreu was, was, was pushed way out for me, and then 
suddenly he comes back like this. And and other than the homers, his overall numbers look pretty good to me. The walk rate's still high, stealing a lot of bases for a guy his age. Uh, had been in a slump. The batting average had been falling, but a two-home run game, you think he's probably going to break out of that now. You think so? Nah. No? Uh, not not with one two-homer game. It's, it's you know, nice. Uh, okay, but you can't zones. say a guy who hits a, has a two-homer game is cold anymore. He's not cold. Two no, home runs. There's, right. there's got to be. So you just kind of figured he was going to go, you know, hit under 200 the rest of the way. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying it doesn't really mean anything to me. One two-homer game doesn't uh, mean anything. It doesn't mean that he's going. Does it, 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 it does mean you're right. It snaps a cold streak. Yeah, that's, that's important. But, you know. But I, so I what? Think, his his I season think, production is still not very good, and there's no one game isn't a sign that that's going to change well, significantly. I, I think there was some doubt Abreu was even capable of a single game like this at his age, as cold as he is. Every been. time you say that, I picture him going around the bases with a walker. <laughs> well, he's, he's, you're you're going to tell me that that wasn't the perception? No, I'm just. I'm well, just look, fun, I, but let no, me bring I, up I, one I point: two home runs, right field, Yankee Stadium. So it's a good that place for a lefty. Uh, that obviously helped. He, 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 you know, he didn't hit he, the, the heck out of him. When he was a Yankee, he hit yeah. most of his home runs at home. Ex- exactly. So that, that's a good point. All right, Al wins. I <laughs> <laughs> what do I win? Three I up know. number. You win uh, Bobby Abreu's walker. Three up number three <laughs> is Padres shortstop Jason Bartlett. He has driven in a run in six straight games. Bartlett, how does he compare to, say, D. Gordon, Unieski Betancourt, Alex Gonzalez, Rafael Fercal, all the shortstop we've, we've been talking about? Gordon a little injured right now, but what do you think about Bartlett, Al? I think he's in that mix. I think you've put, you've put him in the right group. I do like Gordon, um, and this injury for Gordon doesn't look like it's a serious one, so I, I can stick with this and say I prefer Gordon to Bartlett because I think he's got better potential for batting average and for stolen bases, and Bartlett's strongest suit is, is his steals. So, um, yeah, I, th- I like him a little better than Betancourt, but I think I've been pretty clear about liking everybody yeah, better than, than Betancourt. Betancourt. You know, Gonzalez for Kyle, you know, they, they bring a little more power to the, to the plate, but, uh, you know, Bartlett's right there with those guys. Three down now, three players trending down. Jose Bautista starting to scare me just a little bit. Now, he did have two home runs last week, but no multi-hit games uh, in a while. Four hits in his last eight games. And just hasn't been Jose Bautista. Anybody concerned other than me? No. Um, in fact, I went all the way back to July, and uh, he hit three sixteen with seven home runs in that <laughs> faraway month. So, uh, what? But what's he been since the All Star break? Well, I mean, that's the bulk of his game since then. So, uh, um, yeah. I don't. No, you're right. I mean, August he's he's not it, been the same. But I, you know, the, he's he's been really good the vast majority of the season. Yeah. Still. The thing about him is. He hadn't really had a cold streak of any sort all season. Yeah. No, he had. He, well, he had a powerless streak at one point. A little homer drought. Relative. I, I, relative. Okay. Yeah, relative. All right, I'll back off. I, I'll I wouldn't say off. he's been. He's ever been cold <laughs> until right now. And and even last week, I feel I still think you know with the homers, like you said, he managed to have a fairly productive week. Mariano Rivera is three down, number two. Rivera allowed three earned runs in his last two appearances. Gave up a home run last night. Blew the save Tuesday. Any concerns about the old Mariano Rivera? No. <laughs> yeah, it's got, kind of interesting, you know, to lump these two guys together, Bautista and Rivera, because we have such high expectations for both of them. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, any little slippage like this, and it seems like there's a big problem, but, you know, it just means they're human. 
Gabby Sanchez is three down number three. He's not quite in the Bautista Rivera mold. He got the day off Tuesday before he pinch hit. Two for 23 over his last six games before Tuesday night. Jack McKeon said he wanted to clear his head. Here's a guy that's owned in 98% of leagues, started in 79%. Would you sit him and maybe try to try to pick up a hot hand? Is there anybody out there that you could get to replace Sanchez? Uh, probably not on waivers. I think Sanchez, we're to the point with him now where he is a sitable player. If you have the right alternatives, if he has the wrong matchups... Um, but but he's still pretty good. He's still somebody you're going to start more often than not. It's just he's not the must-start player he was looking like he'd be the first couple months of the season. Do you like Trumbo or Sanchez? Uh, Sanchez still significantly over Trumbo. Okay. Rotation, five pitchers from yesterday's games that caught our eye. We'll start with a guy that Scott quick pitched. I don't understand it. How did Dontrell Willis strike out ten Rockies over eight innings yesterday? He allowed three runs. I was at Sun Life Stadium, so I can't <laughs> say I saw. I, I actually saw this in action. But you did see a guy strike out ten, though. I Brandon did. Beachy. Yeah, Brandon Beachy. Uh, Willis. I think the biggest thing he had going for him was no Seth Smith to hit two homers off him. So the Rockies performed the way they're supposed to perform on the road, uh, which Homer Bailey didn't have the same luxury. Not that Seth Smith would have probably homered twice over Willis, but you, you get the I point. Get I'm, the I'm point. still upset about I... <laughs> Homer Bailey. Seth Smith's going to cost me a playoff spot in the podcast league. Oh, but you know, but you were kind of high on him early, so I guess you know it makes sense. Seth no, Smith. no, uh, no, it doesn't. He should. He, if I'm high on him, he should be nice to me. Yeah, he should. That's true. Well, are you any more convinced about Dontre Willis, who's owning 21 percent of leagues? Um, I you know I certainly. Willing to watch him. I was writing him off in the quick pitch yesterday, yeah. so this changes that. I'm not rushing to pick him up yet either, though. So a little more. I need to see a little more. Francisco Liriano. I love the numbers here. 84% ownership started in 27% of leagues. People don't trust him, and he had Boston on the schedule. So it made sense. He allowed three runs in six innings, but he walked seven guys out. Yeah, he's got these recurring control issues. And, uh, yeah, a lot, I, you know, the 27% start rate is pretty shocking to me, but, um, you know, based on some of the comments that we got, like, on a live chat and uh, in other venues, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because a lot of people were really worried about this Boston start. And, yeah, it's not, not a very good start for Liriano. Um, I, I, you know, every time we come back to him, I feel like I say, well, you know, since April he's been pretty solid. And I think that's still true, but, you know, hasn't been the most consistent guy for most of the season either. Ted Lilly, is he coming around? He's looking a little better lately, at least the, the stat lines. Eight innings, two earned runs against the Phillies on Tuesday night. Five earned runs over his last three starts. And last night, length out of Ted Lilly. Those eight innings, good to see. Mm. He's owned in half our leagues. Yeah, the last couple starts especially, he's looked better. But still, a lot of up and down from him, generally speaking. And I think pitching for the Dodgers, it's not going to make that much of a difference if he turns it around. Um the Dodgers just—I don't even know why they're not good. I—I I picked them to finish. I picked them to finish second in that division, and that was with me saying Matt Kemp was going to be a disappointment again. So I don't know why the Dodgers are so bad. But the fact of the matter is, I don't see Lily winning much for them, even if he becomes a good pitcher again. Yeah. Well, you take away uh, Ethier and Kemp. I mean, there, I don't think there's much there to support any of their starters. But yeah, still, it's a bad line. But. But still, Ethier and Kemp is better than uh, what most teams have. Yeah, Ethier and Kemp is better than what most teams have, and they have 
a good, you know, they have Clayton Kershaw at the top, oh, Chad Billingsley, Hiroki Kuroda. I mean, yeah. usually you can get away with a so-so lineup when you have pitching eyes. Yeah, it works works for the Giants. I mean, this isn't a Dodgers podcast, but I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's up with. Yeah, them. you know, it could be all the all the ownership stuff. It might have affected them. Who knows? Ted Lilly, Dontrell Willis. Who do you like? I like I, Lilly. Yeah. I'll still go with Lilly. Wade LeBlanc, a no decision yesterday as the bullpen blew it again for the Padres. Six innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts at the Mets, Al. Yeah, nice uh, nice outing. Uh, you won't see this every time from Wade LeBlanc, and you definitely want to avoid him in some of the better hitters' parks. But um, he can do this uh, with the right matchups. Rich Harden is fifth in the rotation. Good start for Harden. Seven innings, one run in Toronto, eight strikeouts. And he is owned in... Just about the same amount of leagues as Ted Lilly. Who do you like better, Harden or Lilly? I think I'm going to actually say Harden now just because these these starts like the one he had Tuesday night aren't happening every time out, but it, they keep coming back. And he's at more than a strikeout per inning, three earned runs or less in five of his seven starts. That, that's looking like some consistency to me. Okay. Let's move on to the injuries, news, and notes uh, for Hanley Ramirez. He has now missed six straight games. Is he going on the DL? Well, the quote from Jack McKeon is getting close. Mm. So it doesn't look good. But we Bad have no, nothing confirmed yet. Bad timing for two of the best shortstops to go on the DL if, in fact, Hanley joins Jose Reyes on the disabled list. Scott Baker to the DL with an injured elbow. Do we have a timetable on Baker? Not a specific one, but we do know that he's not going to throw for at least a week. So uh, that, to me, sounds like more than a minimum stay on the DL. Yeah, Chase Headley is going to miss at least a month. Third baseman James Darnell takes his place. Is he a big prospect? What do we need to know about him? He went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts at the Mets on Tuesday. He's a prospect, but in in the... In the grand scheme of all prospects, I don't know that I'd put the big in front of him. You know, when, when these prospects are assessed, there's a oh, certain... such a poetic way of saying it. <laughs> they, they're assessed on upside, and they're assessed on likelihood to meet their upside. And I think Darnell is probably favored more on the likelihood to meet the upside side than the upside side. And that, to me, isn't nearly as exciting in fantasy. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Um, I think he's a little underrated, you know, all, all that, you know, being true and, and but putting it aside. Um, I looked him up in the, the Baseball America uh, preseason ratings. He was 12th in the Padres organization, uh, which surprised me a bit. I thought he'd be at least top 10 and, you know, maybe close to top five. Yeah, because top 100 entering last year, he was number 90. Yeah. So he actually lost some lost, yeah. ground there. Yeah, and I, I know scouts aren't really that – high on him but um you know he's got some power uh i think part of the the issue with him which isn't really that fancy relevant is i know there's some questions about his defense but uh you know darnell certainly does have power and patience maybe not a great batting average not rushing to pick him up is a weak position yeah i'd just leave him for nl okay Tommy Hansen will have his Friday start skipped because of his shoulder troubles he's one and three with an 810 era since the all-star break ouch Thoughts on this? Well, shoulder, I mean, it, that's always it's always a scary thing. Now, most of the time this happens and it ends up being uh, the guy just needs some rest. We've seen that from Jair Jurgens a couple times in his career. Uh, so I'm not panicking if I own Hanson, uh, but I think it. I think a D. Elston is very likely, and 
something more than that, you, it's at least possible. It's, it's something to watch closely. So how did Chris Narvison cut his finger yesterday, Al? Well, it wasn't trying to open up a DVD case or anything like that, <laughs> but uh, um, it is, I think, qualifies as a freak injury. He's trying to fix his glove uh, using a knife. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, it didn't work for him. Yeah. So he's going to miss uh, at least one start. Yeah, he could be headed to the DL as well. Aramis Ramirez is dealing with back spasms. Steven Strasburg will make another rehab start Friday. He could start in the majors in early September. I know all of you are all over that because he's on the most added list. Jed Lowry returned. He played shortstop for the Red Sox. He went 0-3 with a walk and a run scored. Do you expect him to be the regular shortstop now? What's interesting about this is that game was against Francisco Liriano, a left-hander, and as we kind of we kind of caught on to this right before Lowry got hurt, his numbers against lefties ridiculous. His numbers against righties kind of sad. So uh, if he starts against a right-hander, I, I guess I guess that's what I'm going to be looking for in the days ahead. Okay, and some of the guys being called up, Henry Sosa will start tonight for the Astros. Al, excited. No, not at all. Um, not very good minor league numbers. Uh, you know, could do a little better than Jay Happ, but that's really, you know, still nothing to get excited about. And Arodis Vizcaino, and I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly, called up by the Braves. He will go to the bullpen, um, but I don't know. Is there a chance he could get his way into the rotation? I don't think this year. I think this is the Braves' response to not getting the right-handed reliever they wanted at the trade deadline. Uh, they put Fiscaino in the bullpen at Triple A Gwinnett. He pitched well. Uh, so it, it'll give us a sneak peek at him. I, I actually, for fantasy owners, I, I think this is a little bit of a concern because when you put a top pitching prospect in the bullpen, there's the chance he could get stuck there, as we've seen with Neftali Feliz. Oh yeah, but their their back end of the bullpen is so good. Well, I would. The thing about closers in fantasy, and I guess this is kind of a personal opinion, but you put any good reliever in that role, and he's going to be valuable in fantasy. It doesn't necessarily have to be the top pitching prospect type pitcher. I would rather see Neftali Feliz used in the starting pitcher role because that kind of talent. Um is harder to find in that kind of role. Yeah. The views expressed by Scott White do not reflect <laughs> those of CBS Sports. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't disagree. Uh, so, I, go well, ahead. I just want to uh, shoehorn one more name in here uh, because we talked about Narvison missing at least one start, maybe more uh, possibility than that the Brewers call up Frankie De La Cruz, uh, former Tigers and Marlins prospect, to take his spot. Uh, but for the short term, they could also just take, move everybody up a day since they had a day off. More from around baseball. Alexi Ogando, terrible start against Seattle. Two and two-thirds, six earned runs. Does anybody care? This week's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Everything I thought. I I thought I had this week in the bag in both my head-to-head leagues because of matchups like this and... Homer Bailey making two starts with (laughs) good matchups. Smith. (laughs) Uh, No, I I think Ogando's probably okay, but this is annoying. Chinming Wong or Alexi Ogando? No, okay, that's an overreaction. But Chinming Wong <laughs> did pitch well yesterday. Six scoreless innings in Chicago. One strikeout. He's just not going to strike guys out. He's gotten a little better with each start, though. 5% ownership. Yeah, I didn't see the game, but the, certainly the box score was classic Wong. Yep. You know, hardly any strikeouts, but lots of ground ball outs and effective with that formula. I think, did you say he had one hit in that game? Allowed one hit in the, in the six innings, too. 
Did he? Yeah. Okay. Just one hit. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Keep an eye on him. Only 5% of leagues. Outfielder Johnny Gomes of the Nationals. He had gone 25 games without a home run until Sunday. Now he has homered in two straight games, and he's owned in 13% of leagues. Have we seen this before with Johnny Gomes? <laughs> I think he was, we have. He was owned in 80% of leagues at one point this season. All right, but. a streak just like this. But. Do you get him now? No. Is he about to go on one of those streaks? No, I don't trust him to play regularly enough to okay. do that. What do you make of Eric Bedard's outing? Five innings, two runs in Minnesota. He walked four. He struck out six. Eric Bedard. I think he's still rounding into form. And then, of course, there's the issue of the limited innings, the limited pitch count. It's going to be you know, probably at least a couple more starts before we see that uh, up at a level that we'd be happier about in fantasy. So... Some encouraging things there, but uh, you know, I think still not standard mixed league material just yet. Three singles Tuesday for catcher Ramon Hernandez. Is he under-owned, 35% ownership? I want to say he is because his percentages look great, but they start Ryan Hannigan so often that it, it really makes Hernandez just a low-end guy. Esmil Rogers is not pitching deep into games, but he has won three consecutive starts. Esmil Rogers is 6-1, and one, uh, four earned runs over his last three starts, and he's owned in 11% of leagues. Rogers or Chiming Wong? Oh, I think I would <laughs> – I guess go I'd Wong. go with Wong. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'd go Rogers. Okay. I have a little trouble trusting both of them. Um, you know, Wong, I think still he's, he's been out for a long time. He's got a lot to overcome. Rogers is just a young guy who's inconsistent, but I, you know, he'll at least give you some strikeouts. So Sean Rodriguez, utility man for the Rays, played second base Tuesday. He's getting the at-bats, but just not getting the hits. Two hits and one RBI in the month of August. No walks this month. He's owning 16% of leagues. I know people need shortstops. So does he compare at all to Bartlett and Gordon, etc.? I don't think he does because I don't feel like we've really seen anything good from him in the majors. Uh, it's been limited to the minors and spring training, so I, I'm I'm pretty much to the point where I'm a, I don't know how old he is, but I'm about to write him off. Okay, forever. I'll, I'll sign that. Uh, Jojo Reyes is <laughs> how back. Old, how old is he? He's mid twenties, right? Yeah, twenty six. I, I was gonna say twenty five, maybe twenty six. Okay. Jojo Reyes, a friend of the program, in my opinion, because I love talking about him. Uh, he's still bad. He's an <laughs> Oriole now, and he allowed four runs in four innings. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Ian Kinsler homered for the first time since July 25th. Brandon Beachy struck out 10 Marlins. Still, not a guy started in, in a lot of leagues, but that was a nice performance. Another home run for J.D. Martinez, guys. That's four in his last six games. We talked about him yesterday, but here he comes, owned in 15% of leagues. Still stumped. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You know, let's look and see what happens with Kipnis after he went on that, mm -hmm. on that tear and Martinez, and then we can see if it's just... A little power surge or something more. And please tell me why 45% of fantasy owners own Jason Marquis. Another bad start for Arizona. This one last night was against the mighty Astros. I can't. I am just not capable of explaining why 45% of our owners own Jason Marquis. I asked the tough questions. Can I, can I go back to the Martinez-Kibnis thing? Yeah. Just because I, I, I feel like both – are going to be legitimate power hitters in the majors. You know, maybe not 30 homer guys in the majors, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't want to dismiss that so quickly because okay. I, I, I like both of them. Yeah, I, I maybe I was 
sounded like I was putting them down. But you're not buying them as big power threats this year, are you? Uh, Kipnis, for the position he plays, I would say he's more of a power hitter than not. Martinez, yeah, I mean, he's not going to homer at this pace. And I don't really see him being a mixed league guy for this season forward. But next year, going into next year, I can right. see him being a pretty good sleeper and being a 20 homer guy in his first full season. I mean, he's come close to that in the minors. He's been in the teens. I mean, and yeah, usually uh, less than 500 at bats. Right. So. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, you have to translate to the the longer season. But you're also talking about skipping from Double A to the majors, and it's really hard to know exactly how that's going to work out. I I personally think 20 is is a little optimistic for Martinez next year, but you know might have to revise that if he keeps uh, hitting for power this season. Yeah. Okay. No, that that's fair. It, it's it gets into that tricky thing. I think. I see him being a 20-homer guy. I could see it happening next year. If I was projecting his numbers for next year, you probably wouldn't go there. I, I wouldn't project 20 homers because there's too much possibility to go down from there. But the sure. point is, I, I think there is legitimate power there, so I don't think we should just say he's not a power hitter. No, no, I, I didn't mean that. If I could rewind the tape, I would, I would totally take back what I said because <laughs> it didn't come out the right way. Uh, so let's quick pitch then and move on. And look at Philip Umber in the AL. That's Scott's AL player. Go for it. Yeah, Philip Umber was a guy people were slow to jump onto at the beginning of the season, had the low strikeout rate, uh, bad track record, but kept going seven-plus innings every time out, maintained an ERA under three. Eventually, it's like, okay, we have to go for him. This is who he is now. But it's looking more and more like Philip Umber is who we thought he was because in his last four starts, four earned runs or more in each for a 7.97 ERA, uh, less than six innings in three of those starts. And then, of course, he still has the low strikeout rate. So I think uh, I'm getting the feeling that uh, Philip Umber's run as a usable Every week option in mixed leagues is coming to an end. He's down to 61% ownership now. I'm actually hoping he has a bad start against the Orioles this week because I'd prefer for that 61% number to drop and us just be done with Philip Humber. <laughs> Umber. <laughs> Philip. Yeah, See, Philip we don't even Umber. have to worry about that. I anymore. said Umber yeah. twice and yeah, I said I Umber you, once. You so <laughs> I, I guess I was kind of uh, okay. Yeah, you know, covering all my bases. Not very high on Philip Umber. No. All right, Al's AL player is a Blue Jays starting pitcher who leads the league in last names, Henderson Alvarez. No, I think he is tied with Darwin Barney. Oh, okay. But, Thanks. Uh, well, Barney's a first name. That's just that's just that's, mixed that's up. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's true. Okay. He still leads the league. Okay, so they lead the league in their respective. Hunter Pence. There you go. Good. All right, good call on that one. All right, or Tyson Ross. But let's talk about Henderson <laughs> Alvarez, who not only has a great name but has some great minor league stats. Um, he's a 21-year-old righty who is normally in the mid to upper 90s with his fastball, has actually touched as high as 101. So the guy's a hard thrower, but he also has great control, which is you know not something you often see from a young guy who throws so hard. Um, terrific ground ball rights in, in his first uh, major league start, which comes Wednesday night, comes against the Athletics, so nice matchup to boot. Already owned in 6% of leagues so for a guy who hasn't even made his major league debut debut yet, you know, there's already some excitement building and I'm I'm definitely uh 
uh, jumping on, on the bandwagon there. So I think Alvarez could be a, certainly a nice AL only pick up at first. And if we see some good things from him the first couple weeks, uh, maybe can trust him even in some shallower formats. Senior circuit, NL quick pitch here is Dexter Fowler. This might be more of a long pitch, I'm warning you now. Okay. Okay. Everybody settle so, in. So, <laughs> Dexter Fowler, we had an interesting situation with Jamie Eisenberg. And moving on to Brandon. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, I thought you were well, <laughs> One of our football writers in the NL Only League was asking Al and I, Justin Turner or Dexter Fowler for this week. I think Al was strongly leaning toward Turner. I was kind of on the fence because I don't like Fowler much either. A lot of disappointment. But then I looked up the breakdown. Fowler, each of his last three weeks – he scored more points than Justin Turner has in any week this season. So that just really brings to light how hot he's been. Uh, 369 batting average over his last 21 games. Uh, that's 84 at-bats. No homers in those at-bats, but five doubles, six triples. So the power's been there. Also five stolen bases. That's something he can do. Now this hot streak he attributes to adding a leg kick to his swing, which is the most noticeable change he made during his... Uh, his uh, time transition between the majors and the minors. He also raised his hands and put more weight on his back legs. So made some adjustments there. Is it enough to say, okay, now he's this good fantasy relevant player he was supposed to be all along? I'm still skeptical, but the talent was always there. He was supposed to be a good high-end outfielder. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe that's all it's going to take. Maybe it is just an adjustment like that. I, I want to see more, but considering he's only Fowler's only 37% owned, I feel like I can wait a little longer. So watch him. If this continues, uh, you'll probably want to pick him up. So would you do this trade? Would you give up Cameron Mabin and Andrew Miller for uh, Miguel Cabrera and Dontra Willis? Because <laughs> that happened. Yeah, no, that that happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying. I, every time I think about uh, Cameron Mabin and Andrew Miller, I just think about it in the context of the Miguel Cabrera deal. What but, an amazing trade. But this was Dexter Fowler. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I was so confused. Yeah, I was trying to follow that. <laughs> I get them. I mix them up. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe they are Fowler. the two guys that I mix up all the time. That's I, okay. I don't know why. And yeah. I obviously know the difference, but, but for some reason, I think of these like speedy outfielders with a lot of talent that, may, that didn't reach it, perhaps – and, and I don't know why I screwed hey, up. I've talked about before mixing Kevin Correa and Charlie Morton up. And yeah, Al I and I mixed that. up Edinson Volquez and Johnny Cueto. That's Cueto right. Cueto was the one just yesterday. with the spikes flying in that brawl last year. So uh, just, just wanted to yeah, take no, that opportunity th thank to you. preserve Volquez's reputation <laughs> and yours here. Oh, I so, appreciate that. Yeah. Brandon Phillips. <laughs> uh, Brandon, sit Adam Azer next week. Brandon Phillips is Al's NL player. Yeah, and um, – his uh, start rate has uh, dropped uh, over the last uh, week plus uh, by about almost 30%. But I think most of that's probably because he had a sprained ankle and, and missed a couple of games. But the downturn for him in terms of fantasy popularity, I think, actually preceded that. And there's good reason because his power numbers just haven't really been there this year. But um, if you break those power numbers down, there's some reason for hope. And I think there's some reason to not only get Phillips off your bench because now that he's healthy again, and, and I also think that there's a chance that he can hit for more power over the last couple of months and maybe even looking into next year in terms of keeper decisions and things. Phillips may be uh, better than you think. Um, his home power splits have been pretty much as good as they've always been. He's hit eight home runs this year at home and 213 at-bats, 12% home run to fly ball ratio, which is pretty normal for him. It's just been 
on the road where the power's been totally MIA, only three home runs. Now, those splits are normal for him. They're just exaggerated this year. And we're looking at a relatively small sample of the bats when we break it down to home and, and, and road splits. So if there's any concern about Phillips's power, I think the home part of that equation tells you that maybe this is just, just a fluctuation. It's just a blip. And Phelps could very much just be the same player that he's been the last couple of seasons. So just a little bit of uh, hopefully a little extra insight if you do have some doubts about Brandon Phillips. All right. Let's go on to our emails then. DMFantasyBaseball at CBS.com. And it's John in Fort Worth saying, Greetings, experts. I'm in a 10-team, 5x5, head-to-head league. I've been offered Roy Halladay for Troy Tulowitzki. I can start J.J. Hardy or Emilio Bonifacio as possible replacements on my bench. And his pitching staff has James Shields and Ian Kennedy. Um, and he's got Bautista Canerco, Ugla, and Berkman for power. So being that you could start Hardy or Bonifacio, would you give up Tulowitzki to get Halladay? In this situation, I would. And I wouldn't do it necessarily in every situation, but there's a clear – uh, imbalance here between the the pitching strength and the and the hitting strength, and um, you know he's got a reasonable replacement there in, in Hardy for sure. Bonifacio, I'm I'm a little less sure about, but um, no, I, I like this deal for this particular team. What about the effect on batting average? Eh, I guess Ugla's the only down guy of the ones listed there. Yeah, no, it probably makes sense. It's. It's a close enough deal. I, I, yeah, I could see that. Hardy or Bonifacio? Hardy, probably. But, it, you know, it depends on what other speeds you have, too, because obviously Bonifacio yeah. mm-hmm. um, is going to be much more than any of those other players you listed. I'm in a keeper league. This one comes from Orabi Abuli. Ab- Abuli. Uh, I'm in a keeper league currently in second place, not far behind first place. The first place guy just lost Jose Reyes to the DL, and he's forced to start him which is a great opportunity for me to catch up on him during the final stretch. But that first-place guy has offered me the following trade. Jose Bautista, Jose Reyes, and not Cameron Maben, but Dexter Fowler. (laughs) Jose Bautista, Reyes, and Fowler for Longoria, Granderson, and Peralta. So getting Bautista, Reyes, and Fowler for Longoria, Granderson, and Peralta. So basically he knows this deal is going to make him worse this year or he thinks, but better next year in this keeper league. Uh, what do you think? Should I pull the trigger here or go for it all this year? No, if you're in striking distance this year, I think you always have to go for it this year. And you know, second place, not far behind first. Yeah, that's you gotta you gotta go for go it. Go for it. You play to win. You play to win the game. Okay, Andrew is next. And this will be our final email today. Ten-team head-to-head league, seven by five with runs, hits, and strikeouts as the extra categories. A few weeks ago, having picked up – oh, I'll skip around. So he is struggling, constantly struggling with who to start between Hardy and Escobar. Which of the two do you guys like for me to lean on consistently down the stretch, or should I continue to platoon them based on matchups and home road? So Hardy and, and uh, Younel Escobar. I think I'd go Hardy, but I think that's that's an interesting, you know, possibility there to to uh, to switch him out. I think it's close enough that, you know, at least that's something to look at. So I guess if this were my dilemma, uh, Hardy would be my number one guy. But yeah, I would review it each week and and revisit it. 
Escobar strikes me as a guy who's more valuable in, in head-to-head points than head-to-head categories like this because he doesn't really offer the big power or speed. Hardy at least has the power. Okay. Um, and if you would like to comment on Brennan Bosch, how much do you guys like him the rest of the season? Are there any other underowned outfielders that you like better? I wish I knew Bosch's ownership percentage off the top of my head because I feel like he's pretty close to 90%. Yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he's up there. Yeah. So I wouldn't even call him underowned. I, no, I, no, no, no. Are there, are there other oh. underowned outfielders that you like better than Bosch? Than Bosch? Uh, I think Bosch could be pretty good. I guess I I probably do like Desmond Jennings better, and I know he's owned in less leagues than fewer leagues than Bosch. So Cameron Maybin. Who, no. Yeah, not Cameron Maybe I'm really having a hard time. Um, Jennings was a good call, and I would start him over Bosch in a heartbeat. So, yeah, I think uh, Bosch is, is definitely over-owned, and uh, I'm not sure, though, that you could find a better option on, on waivers, but he it's you could find somebody at least close. I always see guys like... Johnny Damon, Hideki mm-hmm. Matsui. No. Uh, how about Kyle Blanks? No, I'm not ready to go there with him yet. You know, this is interesting because with Bosch, and I know, Scott, you talked about this a lot, he mentally improved because he said he wasn't going to beat himself up over slumps. But now he's slumping a little bit. I haven't looked at the numbers too closely over the last few weeks, but I think yesterday was like 0 for 5. and. He's slumping a little bit, so I want to see if he can come out of it or mm-hmm. if he's going to go into one of those prolonged slumps. Yeah, I think the fact he hasn't had anywhere close to the slump he had in the second half last year is a sign that he's definitely improving in that regard. And, and he, he's going to be, I feel like he's going to be a, a solid fantasy outfielder for the next few years, at least. All right, fellas. We're done. Okay. We're coming back tomorrow with Social Media Thursday. So send us your, your uh, Facebook questions and comments at facebook.com slash Fantasy and on Twitter at CBSFantasyBB. Now, if you follow at CBSFantasyNews, you'll get uh, all of our fantasy sports coverage. FantasyBB, though, at CBSFantasyBB is just baseball. So we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. DM fantasybaseball at CBS.com. Please put podcast in the subject line. See you.